well, 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 welcome to the Purple Stuff Podcast. Starring Jay from the Sexy Armpit and Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. Matt, what do we have going on tonight on the Purple Stuff Podcast? Well, I think this is going to be our spookiest episode ever. Spook! Turn your lights on and lock your doors, because this episode is all about ghosts. Yes. Oh, man. And I, having said ghosts, I realize that my lisp is going to be out of control for the next 40 minutes. <laughs> I'm going to have to come up with a new... Spectres. Spirits. They all have fucking asses. <laughs> Apparitions. Apparitions. <laughs> I cannot understand what the ghosts are saying. The first ghost that comes to my mind is Samara from The Ring. She has the long, wet hair, and she's got the little, like, sort of nightgown on, and she's coming out of the, the well. When I first saw The Ring, that's what left the impression on me. And I saw that movie a ton of times in theaters, and then when it came out on DVD, I think I must have watched it like 50 times, and I was really obsessed with it. But since then, I realized how convoluted the plot really is. Yeah. <laughs> but Samara is still very creepy. Of course, she's been parodied many times, but how do you feel about Samara, Matt? Well, I'll tell you, I actually saw, in a rare case of me being... Uh, ahead of the curve. I saw the Japanese version, Ringu, yeah. long before there was even an American version. And the Japanese version, I think, was a lot scarier. Yeah. I don't know if... Have you seen that movie? I haven't seen it, but I know that, you know, movies like The Grudge sort of remind me of that style. Like, I know the one in, in the U.S. version is, like, ghastly, but the one in the Japanese version is much more monstrous. Mm. Oh, it's just really, really creepy. I believe they're making uh, Rings, a movie called Rings, and that's actually supposed to be Ring Ring 3. But then uh, latest news on that one is that it got taken off the schedule. So who knows if that's ever going to see the light of day. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure eventually, even if it's not a major movie, they'll do like a direct VOD thing. It can only be better than Ring 2, which was... I don't think I've seen Ring 2. Not a good one. That is true, but I thought Naomi Watts put in a good performance. My first ghost actually is not a ghost, but bear with me. It's the ghost from Three Men and a Baby. Oh, now that is real, though. Pretty much everyone listening to the show already knows the story. There's a scene where you purportedly see this ghost of a small child lurking in the background. But of course, in reality, it was just a cardboard standee of Ted Danson. Yeah. If you weren't around when this was a big deal and you watch it now, it's kind of just like a novelty. You can see how people thought that, but it doesn't really affect you. It was a major story. Like, newspapers all over the place had 
information on it and the studio kept quiet for a while because that video was doing such huge business that they weren't going to blow it by saying oh yeah it's not really a ghost yeah when you see that in the background and you watch it like on youtube or whatever that still creeps me out to this day that footage and it's in a movie that you would never ever expect to be i mean it's three men and a baby i know and the scene where it happens in, I think, like, one of the characters' mothers, who's, like, this old, happy, gray-haired woman is carrying the baby around. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mary, Mary, Mary. It's like the sweetest little seed. What's her name? Mary. 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 <laughs> and yet there's this dead kid in the background. <laughs> it doesn't look fake at all. I mean, I could see where people got that from, you know? Like, a week after the news broke, one of the major networks aired the movie. Oh, God, I remember just sitting up in my room watching this movie that I had no interest in, waiting for that scene. And when it finally came on, I was terrified, (laughs) just paralyzed in bed. Like, oh, my God, I just saw a legitimate ghost, a real one. When I was young, we bought the VHS and everything. We were big fans because that was a big film, you know? Huge. Yeah, it was huge. And my sister and I were always fixated to try to see that where that scene was but back then it was hard to get information right we had no clue we could not find if you're scanning through it's like in the last place that you expect yeah it's such a benign scene yeah that's what makes it so effective though when i finally saw it i was like in awe and i'm like oh my god oh so you didn't see it i never no i because we never really were able to see it they showed clips on the news yeah, but it, it wasn't the same because you weren't you were just seeing news clips of it, so it was like you're seeing it. Right, right. You need the build. You need that like first half hour of Gutenberg. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my first pick: the three men and a baby ghost. Well, that was awesome. It was such a different choice too. Like I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, curveball. <laughs> <laughs> that's the most sports you've played in years oh my god yeah that's the most arm work i got in years too three men and a baby <laughs> my next ghost is from a movie called lake mungo so i've heard of lake mungo and i feel like i've seen it but i'm not too sure could you remind me what that movie was about there's a family who has a daughter who drowned And they're having a hard time accepting that the daughter passed away. Mm -hmm. So the son sets up cameras in the house. Natural reaction. Right. And captures ghostly activity. Oh, okay. Anyway, what happens is there's um, this girl, Alice. That's her name, the girl who drowned. And Mm -hmm. she's the ghost. And what I like about it is that the way they depict her, it's chilling to look at her. It literally looks like like a walking corpse. I got to look this up. I don't think I've seen this movie. Yeah, if you type in uh, Lake Mungo Ghost. Lake Mungo Ghost. Yeah, it is. All right, let's see what you got. It is chilling. Ooh, she's rotted. Is she a bad ghost or a good ghost? I think she's upset because her brother sort of riled her out of her grave, so to speak. Okay, so she's she's upset because she was like in her eternal rest and now she's not. Sort of, yeah. I'll, okay. I'll agree with that. You know, I feel like this movie is actually gaining some traction. It's It's... It's an older movie now. I think it's 2008. Yeah, that's when it came out. But I've seen quite a bit of references to it just like in the past few months. The first time we hung out, I kept asking you, hey, have you seen Lake Mungo? And you're like, yeah, the one with Crispin Glover. Yeah, he has that great cameo in the movie. (laughs) As you have proven to me time and time again, Crispin Glover was not, in fact, in Lake Mungo. (laughs) 
I don't know where I got that or why I still believe it. Despite this conversation, I am still all in on Crispin Glover being a part of Lake Mungo. <laughs> He's going to be in Lake Mungo, too. Yeah. Was he in some other Australian movie about a rotting corpse ghost? <laughs> I feel like something bad has happened. It hasn't reached me yet, but it's on its way. And it's getting closer. I don't know if my next ghost is really a ghost. They might be more like demons, but they're the shadowy specters from Ghost, the Patrick Swayze movie from 1990. From death. Oh, Sam, come on. To awakening. It's happening. It's like I can still feel you. Have you seen this? I have to admit, I've never seen this movie. Oh, my God. Well, you yeah. know, 1990, you may not have been dating yet, and it was like that year's biggest date movie. I'm yeah. not kidding. It really was. Well, I mean, I definitely wasn't dating. I, mean, I, I don't know. I mean, you, I could see you probably dating at eight, <laughs> nine years old. Most people know. All right. You got me. You All got right. Me. So everyone knows the story about yeah. this movie, except you. Patrick Swayze dies, but he's still around and sort of like a purgatory until he finishes his unfinished business. And in the end of the movie, it's revealed that if you die and you're a good person, you are eventually going to be enveloped in white light and go off to heaven. But if you're a bad person, these black fucking moaning ghosts that just look like these like 2D shadows are going to come out of nowhere and literally drag you to hell. Pottery class, right? Pottery class with Patrick Swayze. Yes. <laughs> No one would consider Ghost a horror movie. It was really a romance. But that scene back then, I mean, this movie used to be on cable constantly. Those things always creeped me the fuck out. For a year, I was just afraid to be like near mirrors because mm. I just felt like these things were going to pop out and take me to the devil. You sent me a link and I didn't watch it. I need to pull it up. I have, to, I have to see what they look yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. No, no, seriously. Pull this shit yeah. up because this, yeah. like, you're going to see what I'm saying. I'm not overselling it. These things were fucking frightening. What am I looking up? Ghost from Ghost? Uh, Boku Juice Box Commercial, 1993. <laughs> Carl's Death from Ghost. That's what you look up. Okay. you're right wow yeah no they yeah it's very terrifying of course the effects 1990 standards you got to give it a, you know a little bit of uh, leeway there the but... fact that they're so crude is what makes them work mm -hmm. you, it's hard to envision these like wonderful cg ghosts just materializing in your house but when you see these guys just like sort of rip themselves off of lampshades <laughs> you could totally see that happening to you <laughs> Oh, definitely, especially when it's, like, late at night and you might have had a couple to drink. <laughs> exactly. Molly, you in danger, girl. For my next ghost, uh, this one's sort of a cheat because there's multiple ghosts, and that is Disney's Haunted Mansion, The Ride. When the crypt doors creak and the tombstones quake, spooks come out for his wake. Happy haunts materialize. Have you ever been on this ride, Matt? Once in Disney World in 2005. So you remember at the end when you're 
when you're revolving around and, and you see yourself in the mirror, then the hitchhiking ghosts pop up next to you in the seat in your doom buggy. I do remember that, yes. Now, you could picture, like, the first time I was ever on that ride, I was, like, three years old. That had to be the most piss-your-pants moment of my life up until that point. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I was probably a little inebriated when I went on it, but <laughs> I could see being a child and having a ghost just literally appear in the seat next to you, having a lasting impression. Oh, definitely. And even as crude as the effect was back in the, you know, late 70s, early 80s, they've only improved it since then. Uh, they've actually done a lot of tweaks to the ride at this point using a lot of new technology. But, I mean, I prefer old school style. God, wouldn't you love to break in that ride, even if, like, half the shit was off, and just explore? Oh, my God, Because you yeah. really, like, I know there's a million pictures of it online and videos and whatnot, but, like, you feel like you don't get to see it long enough. Well, it's a very fast ride. You're right. But I feel like if you see it when it's not working, it kind of pulls the curtain away. And then you see, you know what I'm saying? Like I've ridden Space Mountain and the lights were on and it's like, wow, this you, you see what's happening. It's like not as cool as what it looks like when you're riding around in space with the in the dark. Why the hell were the lights on in Space Mountain? Not to go on like a you know, <laughs> no, yeah. totally different subject, but yeah. why were the lights on? Well, when you're riding some of the rides, sometimes they malfunction and if it happens in the middle of your ride, you got to keep riding it, right? So they, the malfunction, they had a black on? Yeah, the lights, the house lights go on, basically. And that happens okay. in, in a lot of the rides, you know, if there's a malfunction. Uh, so, And they don't want to turn people away, so it's kind of like up to your discretion. If that happened in the Haunted Mansion, though, that would really kind of ruin everything, I think. Yeah, so, yeah. Great ride, though. Yeah, love the Haunted Mansion. I'm a huge fan. And also in the in the theme song that they play in the Haunted Mansion in the original version. I don't know if they still use the original version, but um, the guy who voices Tony the Tiger sings part of that song. They're, oh, they're... Now, now you're speaking my language. And the Grinch. The original Grinch? Yeah, Thurl Ravenscroft is his name. Wow, Tony the Tiger and the Grinch were one and the same? Yeah, and the guy who sings the beginning of the Disney Haunted Mansion ride. That's fantastic. I hope he's retired and living in a giant palace. He's living in a giant pine box. Oh, fuck. Why do I always compliment the dead? <laughs> I'm Tony the Tiger, and for years I've been saying Kellogg Sugar Frosted Flakes are great. I don't know the proper name of this ghost, but my next one is that bear suit guy from The Shining. Oh, the bear suit guy. Yeah, bear suit, pig suit, dog suit. I'm not sure which of the three it is. Maybe it's all three. But that is, in a movie filled with scary scenes, the most frightening part. The first time you've ever seen that, that was the what-the-fuck moment of the film. Yeah, and it's given a backstory in the book, but I'll ignore that because it seemed very deliberate in the movie to be a what-the-fuck moment. For those who don't know what we're talking about, in The Shining, near the end of the movie, when Wendy is like seeing all of the ghosts finally appear in the Overlook Hotel. She catches a glimpse of these two guys like having sex, basically. Uh, I think one of them is blowing the other one. <laughs> but the one who's doing the blowing is dressed like this big fat fucking dog. Full bodysuit with like face paint and everything. Like it is ridiculous. And it's so, so creepy. It's sort of like one of those, if you go to like a, a county fair, but in like 1938, it's yes. like, a, like a dog dressed up. like a Right. Like he's the like guy who would might paint your face or like sell you a balloon. <laughs> yeah. And there he is just like, you know, fellatio. 
I mean, there's obviously things in that film that you don't expect, but that scene in particular, the first time you see it, well, well, now that if, if they've never seen it, we're talking about it. It's going to spoil. Well, it. everyone's seen The yeah. Shining. Come on. Yeah. But I mean, the first time you see it, if you could rewind your mind back to that moment, you know exactly what we're talking about. The scene is not like they're not doing anything threatening. They're just there. And right. the fact that you're so confused by it is what makes it so scary. Right. You're unsure. And, and especially like I saw that movie when I was real young. I had no clue what was happening. I was right. like, wow, that's just so weird and bizarre, but I love it because you know something's up with it. You know, it's common knowledge now that one guy was blowing the other guy, but when you see it actually happen, it's not very clear that that's happening. So right. just to make the fact that there's a man and a bear even more confusing, like the bear just sort of randomly has his face in the other guy's crotch, <laughs> but it doesn't look exactly uh, sexual. Right. So, oh, God, just what a mind fuck that whole bit was. And that movie is awesome. I'm glad you mentioned Shelley Duvall in that because she was so good in that movie. I fucking love Shelley Duvall. I do too. I fucking Amen. love her. Like, I feel like I always see jokes about her and I'm like, why? No. She's great. For yeah. Retail theater, too. She put up with Kubrick at his absolute most insane. Yeah. Kubrick was horrible to her. Watch the documentary on, on the DVD that they put out because she is so distraught. She's yeah. cry She cries on the set every day. It's like but the, the, he, he drove her insane. Yeah. Basically. But the implication in that is that Kubrick didn't think she was doing a good job. You watch that movie. She's awesome in it. Yeah. Like, there is no movie if she wasn't that good in that as that character. But I think he was trying to affect her into that performance. Uh, you wouldn't put past him, but at the same time, it sounds like it went a little too far. <laughs> yeah, you know, if, you're, if your you know, main actor is having a mental breakdown because of your direction. Well, yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Uh, you know what else went too far? Scatman Crothers, too. He, he, he was sitting there crying in every scene, too. <laughs> Um, well, he's, he's a big crier, I have to say. I've seen him in interviews. He was an emotional man. Talk about other beloved and lovable people. Scatman Crothers. Scatman, yep. Voice of Jazz from the Transformers movie. Yep. So good. Like, you put him and Shelley Duvall in any movie. I don't care if it's about haunted hotels or, like, car dealerships. I'll watch the shit out of it. <laughs> there ain't nothing in room 237. But you ain't got no business going in there anyway. So stay out. You understand? Stay out. On my list is a classic, Matt. Poltergeist. The original film, not the remake. I haven't seen the remake yet, nor do I have much of a reason to watch it. But the ghost in Poltergeist still gives me the creeps till this day, especially when the lights are down and that's on TV. I don't care if it's on regular TV or on a DVD. If I'm like half asleep on the couch and it's dark and that static comes on, oh man, that movie still scares me to this day. And I have to say that the ghost in Poltergeist actually reminds me of like a weird ghostly version of the Cloverfield monster. Oh, so I guess I should admit something here. I really don't want to. Okay. I've never seen Poltergeist. Oh, are you serious? I'm now that, I have to say that there's, we've admitted a lot of stuff on this show. But that is like an outrage. Well, what can I say? Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a huge poser. <laughs> no, that's... I can't count the number of times I've told people that Poltergeist was a always classic. 
you know, <laughs> always worth watching at this time of year. Always on my, my must-watch list in October. I've never seen the fucking thing. <laughs> I know there's a part with the tree. I know there's a part with the doll. Yeah. And I know that Coach is in it. I really do think that this year is the year for you to watch it then. All right, but just going back to what you're saying, I don't know what the ghost in Poltergeist is. Okay, so if you type in Poltergeist ghost, I mean, you have to see what this guy looks like. Okay. It's crazy looking. This giant, he's got like these weird arms and legs. Well, I'm and, like, pulling it up. I, I'm not. S- oh, my. Right? Holy oh. shit. You're right. right. It is like the ghost <laughs> of the Cloverfield monster. Right? Exactly. With a uh, big poofy hair, but still. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if Cloverfield lost a lot of weight and had a pompadour. I love him. Look at what you were missing. You know what's odd is that for all the mentions of Poltergeist, I can't say I've seen very many mentions of this particular monster. Yeah, because everyone's always busy talking about the clown. Yeah. I actually didn't realize that there was a primary ghost in this movie. Wow, he's very cool. So, like, what does he do? A poltergeist makes disturbances to like to your home you know in your personal life so they'll they'll make a lot of noise and they'll have things thrown around and you know uh, furniture will be moved and doors will knock and stuff like that so classic like horror movie stuff yeah and that's basically what happens there's you know in that scene that you you see the picture of him there's things are flying around the room and there's sucking everybody into the closet i mean it is it's crazy it's a crazy scene, but, I mean, Poltergeist is a must-see. You have to see this film. I mean, I've seen it a couple of times. <laughs> no, I really haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. This is all news to me. I'm really ashamed to admit it. It's like... Well, I mean, I let, you know, I said I didn't see Pet Cemetery, but this, to me, and to everyone else, is going to be a bigger... Yeah, uh, I mean, this is like a top ten situation, this movie, so... Yeah, you're going to I'm going to get... catch a little heat for it. Yeah, yeah. you're going to get fined. Yeah, I don't think yeah. I deserve to be doing a Halloween podcast. <laughs> Poltergeist Ghost, does it have a name? Um, well, let's, I, I don't have a name for him, but we'll just call him Rufus for the time being. Rufus the Poltergeist Ghost. Yes. Are the PJ. Love I'm it. sure somebody on Twitter is going to be like, his name was uh, Ralph Emerson III. <laughs> how could you, Jay, Jay how could, Matt, I get, Matt, it's okay that you haven't seen the movie, but Jay, really? You didn't know the ghost's name? <laughs> That's common knowledge. Uh, what, kind of, what, kind of, what kind of fan are you? Never checked IMDb trivia? <laughs> I legally changed my name to it three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Never saw my tat then, huh? <laughs> Oh, man. All this shit's got to go, doesn't it? People are going to be offended. They're going to think we're talking about them specifically. This is a hypothetical situation. Poltergeist. It knows what scares you. A Steven Spielberg production. Rated PG. Stars Friday at Man's Birdcage, Capital, Sacramento Drive. This is my most on-the-nose pick. And I feel like you're going to have a little more to say about him than I will. But it's Beetlejuice. The ghost with the most? The ghost with the most from 1988. The title of the movie refers to the titular, titular, the titular, the title refers to Beetlejuice, a ghost played by Michael Keaton. I'm a huge fan of Beetlejuice, so I'm 100% behind this. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could describe him as sort of like Pee Wee Herman's dirty zombie cousin. 
Oh, come on. Don't go yet. Hey, guy, come on. We're simpatico here. Look at us. Huh? We even shop at the same store. Hey, hermano. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I learned that they're doing a sequel. They are doing a sequel. And the cast is coming back, including Keaton, which is so fucking cool. It's awesome. And it's about damn time, because they've been talking about this forever. By the time it comes out, it will have been over 30 years. So 30 years later, and um, Winona Ryder still looks like almost exactly the same. She's aged really well. She has. And Michael Keaton is still, he's still got it, man. Yeah. Probably do merchandising again. (sighs) Yeah. It'll be awesome. And more action figures where their heads come off to reveal little heads. Yahoo, it's me, Beetlejuice. You want to check out my great new host, The Vanishing Doll. Scary. Each sold separately. Yeah, and they really did do a great job of making his face sculpt look like Michael Keaton, which yeah. was interesting because Kenner had done the same thing with the Dark Knight collection for Batman, making Batman that look exactly like Michael Keaton. The 80s were absolutely rife with great-looking Michael Keaton figures. Yeah. <laughs> But I can't wait to see Beetlejuice, too. That would be great. Mm. What, what's your favorite scene in Beetlejuice, Matt? Oh, shit. Um, I'm putting you on the spot. Oh, I, well, I have a confession. Of, no, I'm just kidding. And the ghost with the most, babe. Rated PG. Sneak preview Saturday, March 26th. My next ghost, Matt, is from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the TV series. And the name of the crew is called The Gentleman. It's two guys, and they have these other offshoot dudes who accompany them. And I'll describe uh, what they look like. Uh, they're, they're two of the most, like, creepy guys you'll ever see. They're sort of humanoid-type guys. They have, like, this grayish... They look like the, 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 the Voldemort. Yeah, like, they have this grayish skin, and they got these, like, metallic teeth, and they're always, like, smiling. And uh, what makes them even scarier is the fact that they hover around. Like, they don't walk. They just hover, right? Do they do anything wrong? Well, you could look at their mannerisms, and they're very polite to each other, but that's what makes it contrast with the fact that they carry around these razors and these, like, scalpels, and they remove people's hearts from their bodies because they need to collect seven hearts to continue on. And they got these lackeys who, they sort of look like them. They're jumping around and... They're doing all these crazy things, so it makes these guys look even more like, you know, like badass. They seem almost like modern Cenobites, almost. Would that be an accurate portrayal? It's accurate. They just have a little bit more panache. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I've never seen this show, but these two, these two motherfuckers might get me to. Matt, give me another ghost. Okay, I'm going to give you two more ghosts. They will also be my last ghosts for the evening. Okay. They are the Scolari brothers from Ghostbusters 2. Yes. The Scolari brothers. I love the Scolari brothers. Tony and Nunzio Scolari. They were murderers who were sentenced to death. And in Ghostbusters 2, they came back as ghosts flying around in twin electric chairs. They were so awesome looking. Like, the ghosts themselves were whatever, but they had, like, light bulbs for eyes. Mm. I think the best part of the scene is the judge, Judge Wexler. Yes. Talk about making the most of your minutes. That guy, what, what's his face? Uh, Harris Eulin. The best part of the whole movie. Yeah, and he was a complete dick as that guy. Yeah. He was, like, such an a-hole. Find you guilty on all charges. Order you to pay fines in the amount of $25,000 each. 
Richard. 18 months in the city correctional facility at Rikers Island. Evie, she's twitching. I'm not finished! He's like giving them the business for 10 minutes straight, making the slime go insane. <laughs> the mood slime. I didn't realize until fairly recently that they had made action figures of the Sclary Brothers. I was going to bring that up to you. They are amazing looking. Are they like $75? They're very expensive. And yeah, they're always on my list. But that's one of the problems with the Ghostbusters figures is that they all go for so much money. I might make an exception for the, the gorgeous Scolari brothers, Tony and Nunzio. Scolari brothers! Friends of yours? I tried them for murder! Gave them the chair! I figured I'd follow up your Ghostbusters pick with another Ghostbusters pick. Okay. So this is from the first Ghostbusters film, the original. Maybe you can guess which one it is. Okay. Well, right. I, I seriously doubt that you would go the, the obvious route. Like, you're not going to say Gozer. You're not going to say Stay Puft, even though they're the same thing. Right. You're not going to say the library ghost because we covered that on a previous podcast. Right. You are not going to say Slimer because that's also too obvious. Right. You are gonna... Oh my god, of course! Of course, of course I know what you're gonna do! What? The one who... who fucked Dan Aykroyd! Yes! Of course! She, she did the no-pants dance yeah. with, Ray, with Ray Stance. Only that scene where his pants start to come off, that's what made it. Everything else got cut. It was this giant deleted scene. I believe uh, in one of the novelizations, there... That, There's yeah, more detail on the scene. That, you're totally right. They call her the Dream Ghost. And in real life, her name was Kim Heron, and she was a Playboy Playmate. God, I'm looking at pictures of this scene, and it's it's like hilarious how out of place it is. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Like, it works. It's funny and shit. Uh, but, it works so well. But it's like, during the montage, you know? Yeah, but you know, it's a little upsetting because like, Dan Aykroyd's sort of that lovable kid in the movie. Yeah, he's and like the goofy guy. He's like guy. the last one that you'd expect to be doing this sort of naughty nonsense. Are you a god? No. Then. So that was our conversation about ghosts. Yeah, it sure was our conversation about ghosts. That was the worst rap up I ever heard. <laughs> I disregard that. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the Purple Stuff Podcast. I'm Jay from the Sexy Armpit. I'm Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Purple Purple Stuff Podcast. 